In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, we're continuing our discussion about seasonal affective disorder, SAD. Um, we talked in the first episode. Uh, if, if you haven't listened to that one, jump back one. Uh, listen, you'll be all caught up to right where we're at. Uh, but we talked about what what exactly it is, how it affects you, how it affects people who have, a, have an existing mental illness issue. Um, and we're going to talk today in, in this episode about... Um, treatments and things that you can implement to t try and help you if you are, are affected by this. And as usual, as, as we do in every episode, we always give away free stuff. Hang in there, folks. We'll be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is happening, my friends? This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. So thanks, folks, for checking in. Thank you for listening. We're here in the podcast, Your Voice, the palatial Southfield Studios. <laughs> Much more palatial because Jamie Jamie just blew this whole office knocked, up. Knocked man. the wall we got like, Oh, man, we have like 10 times the space that we had before. Take down I that Fargan wall. <laughs> take down that Fargan wall. <laughs> Johnny Dangerously? Oh no, we got the yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, yeah. and we got the the huge table that we used to have yes. way back in the day in Northfield, I Northfield love, times. I love my table. Yeah, that, that's where you guys started, right? Mm -hmm, it was in mm -hmm. Northville. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we're here. Um, and, and just on a side note, I know I mentioned it last episode. Uh, PodcastYourVoice.com. <clears throat> if you guys have any desire or any thought or any feeling that you might want to do a podcast podcastervoice.com because um, let, let me tell you just in a nutshell I walk in I sit down I record and I leave that's, that's it. <laughs> and, the and then button. I then I wait for two weeks till Jamie badgers me about my show notes and I finally <laughs> get them finally get them done yes uh, I, I know that's a terrible habit it's all good it's all good boy that escalated quickly oh. i mean that really got out of hand fast <laughs> yeah it does sometimes yeah it, it takes me it, it, that, so really your only obligation is to come record and give your show notes all you need is an idea all you and, we'll and i'm you, telling we'll you, you whatever your there. idea is somebody out there will want to hear it mm -hmm. I, I i mean I, I i've looked through there are there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts oh yeah and there's a niche for everyone. There is, and it's specific, and 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 it doesn't have to be that nailed down. But I mean, you know how many um, podcasts there are just on fantasy football? Oh my goodness! Just just that alone. Right, right, right. So, because you're talking about seasonal def uh, defective disorder. Yes, <laughs> affective disorder. Affective disorder. Seasonal yes. affective disorder. Yeah. And, and so, finding a hobby. Uh, 
there you go. Is is a good way <laughs> I find to to busy myself uh, when when I when I get depressed, I, I, I throw myself into more work. No, and, and absolutely uh, or to a hobby, and, something and, fun. And that is that is one of the good things that that we're going to talk about as far as, as of strategies that you can have. Before we get to that, let me tell you where you can find me: MotorCityHypnotist.com. Check it out. Um, and as I teased this last episode, if you didn't listen to that one, we are we are this year going to have a Motor City Hypnotist Academy Ooh. class. We first tried to launch this in early of 2000, whatever it was, yeah, COVID then, year. And then the world decided to stop. <laughs> then, yeah, then then it was like nothing in person. <laughs> so we had to pull back on our plans. Yeah. But we but we are a couple years away from that now. We're, no, no, we're three years out of it's that crazy. right now. It's crazy. Um, so we are going to do an in-person class. Now, when I say this, I'm, I'm just going to push this a little bit. You can go to my website, uh, MotorCityHypnotist.com, click on Academy, you can get see all of the information about the training itself. There are no dates there yet because we haven't set that yet. <clears throat> but the big thing is, a lot of people will say, "Oh, well, I can learn that. Uh, I can get on. I can take an online class and learn that." I'm like, "Okay, sure. You you, you might be able to. That that's certainly possible, unless you practice with real life people in real life setting. Mm -hmm. that, that that's the most effective way. I I mean, imagine. And I know." I'll just make the analogy anyway. It doesn't quite fit. But, you know, what if a surgeon, what if a guy doing surgery on you had only watched videos and said, oh, yeah, I got this. I got it. Yeah. Without ever having somebody supervise him or watch what he was doing or practicing on real people. It's probably not going to happen. So I watch, I watch a video on this. I got it. Yeah. So the class, five days, 40 hours, in-person volunteers for you to hypnotize and you will leave as a certified hypnotist or hypnotherapist, Ooh. depending on your state. Now, I will say this too: <clears throat> when when you look at when you look it up, you might be like, "Oh my gosh, that's a lot of money." But here's the thing: with only, and I'll round, I'll, I'll round it down a little bit. With only 15 clients, you'll have paid for this training. Okay, wherever you're at, and, and let's assume that your clients are paying. 125 150 per session okay which, which is going rate in in most suburban areas yeah 15 people you'll pay for the training if you decide that you want to go even further and start doing shows as far as hypnosis mm. stage shows you'll have paid for the training in two shows possibly one right right so yes investment up front might be a little bit more than what you're used to, but the thing is you're going to learn the right way. So if you're interested, go to MotorCityHypnotist.com, click on Academy, and there's a link there where you can just check in and uh, just provide your information, and you will be on the wait list because there are only 10 spots once we do this training. Okay. Find me on Facebook and YouTube, both are Motor City Hypnotist, and on Instagram and Snapchat, which are both Motor City Hypno. And as usual, as we do every single episode we've ever done, over 200 and something, there's a free hypnosis guide. It's a PDF. It's free. Click on the link, download it. It's yours. Find that in the show notes. Take a look. It's there. So, I mean, why not get it? So it's time for a winner of the week. That's how winning is done. So th this is a, it's kind of a scary story because I, I don't know what I would do in the situation. So let me just read, read the story. A 17-year-old high school athlete saved a man and his dog 
after the 83-year-old's Jeep plunged through the ice on an Iowa lake. Wow. So, I don't, one, I, I'm wondering why the Jeep is on the lake, but that's another, you know, another story. Um, the athlete helped pull an 83-year-old man and his dog to safety after the Jeep fell through the ice in a scene caught on video. Joe Salmon, a wrestler, football player, and track athlete, jumped into the frigid water in Iowa's East Okeechobee Lake to save Thomas Lee and his dog Cooper on February 4th, according to the Des Moines Register. Four other men, Corey McConnell, Cody Harrelson, Cody Chester, and Chris Parks. I I, I want to look at these four names for a minute. Corey, Cody, Cody, Chris. Is this the cast of the Goonies? I, I That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> oh, great Odin's Raven. It's it, just such a weird combination of names. A, a Corey, two Codys, and a Chris. Mm. Right, so anyway. They also assisted in pulling Lee and his dog to safety, the Dickinson County Sheriff's Office wrote on Facebook. An 83-year-old man and his dog were rescued by a 17-year-old after his Jeep broke through the ice, uh, they said via Facebook. The scene was captured via drone footage by photographer Tom Gustafson, who shared it on Facebook. It shows Salmon leaning through the back window to free the dog and toss it toward the four other men who rescue the pooch after it briefly enters the water. I just, I, when I went, the video is not available anymore. I wanted to see him toss that dog. <laughs> I don't know what kind of dog it was or what, what is it? What happened? It's like cat juggling. It's like, the, you can't do that. Throwing the dog. That would be great. Oh, good for you. So Salmon then climbs into the vehicle and makes his way to the front of the Jeep and pulls Lee out through the area of the back window, which he broke to help rescue them. So if you see the picture, the, the Jeep's going in, of course, engine first. The back mm. end is sticking out. So the kid jumps in, pulls the dog out of that back window and tosses him to his friends, then climbs into the vehicle, pulls the old guy out through that back window. While the while the car is in the water, I'm sure, sinking at that point, yeah, I would think. Cold, but, cold, cold. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the Okeechobee High School student was ice fishing and watched a nearby snowmobile race on the lake when he saw Lee's Jeep plunge into the ice around 3 o'clock p.m. Lee was traveling to his son-in-law's fishing shack when the Jeep broke through the ice in the lake under the Highway 71 bridge in Dickinson County. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas Lee's dog, Cooper, was able to quickly dry off at a nearby store after being rescued unscathed from an icy Iowa lake. Uh, Salmon called 911 as he rushed to help Lee. He also quickly realized there was a dog in the back seat. I took one step and the water went to about my chest. Now, could you figure this on freezing Ugh. cold water? You'd be instantly like just, I, I, I just can't even imagine, yeah. you know, it's crazy. Um, I got on the bumper of the rear and tried opening the back door, but all the windows were locked. And, and But one guy gave me a knife and I hit the back of the glass a couple of times. He removed the dog, then helped Lee, who was stuck, get out of the vehicle as the water level continued to rise. Lee was taken to nearby Lakes Regional Healthcare and did not suffer any injuries. Lee's dog was also able to dry out. Uh, I'm happy that he was okay and the dog was okay. It was just a crazy at the time, Sam told the Des Moines Register. So, yeah, it's a cool story. A high school kid saves his old man and his dog from a sinking vehicle. So here's the thing. This kid's 17. Yeah. I don't know many seventeen-year-olds right now that would that would 
Well, maybe maybe they would, but but in a, in a situation like that, I I can't envision many seventeen year olds just jumping into action yeah. and taking care of business. Yeah, they're they're out on the on the water. They're ice fishing. Uh, so he maybe had his well, wherewithal. Well, that, that's true. Maybe he was out there already, so uh, he kind of was aware or, or just, you know. That's... Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Uh, it did. But, but by the time you're in your 80s, you forgot all those rules right, that you exactly. learned when you were well, 17. Well, yeah. I don't know you. I, be, I, I, I mean, and I, and I guess I don't. I, I'm I'm not an ice. How do I put this? I'm 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 not an avid ice sports person. Like no. I don't ice fish. I don't go out on the lake when it's frozen. I I, I don't do any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I mean it's fine. But, what happened? Yeah, but but things happen when you're you know, especially with a vehicle on ice. I just can't imagine that. Oof. Even if it's like, I don't know, ten feet thick, or I don't, I don't even know if it's even possible. But so anyway. To Joe Salmon and Thomas Lee and his dog Cooper. A great story. Saved him. Definitely winner of the week. That's how winning is done. Yes, it is. Cool story. So, back to it. <laughs> so, we're talking today, folks, about a seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned at the intro, we we did talk about the symptomology of that last episode. Uh, so really, it it is really just a state, and 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 I'll say it as is kind of as simply as I can. It's really a state of major depression that just happens in a certain time frame, and that may sound weird to some people. Like, well, how could that happen? But but it has studies have shown that it is cyclical, and oftentimes, especially people with bipolar disorder, as we mentioned it can affect their cycles as well. That typically there's a certain time of year where they know they're going to go into this depressed state. So yes, definitely seasonal affective disorder. And it's been around since 1984, as we mentioned. So, so really quickly, and I'm just going to review the symptoms very quickly. Um, because if you're affecting or if you're affected by this, uh, we want to be able, we want you to be able to get some help. So feeling listless, sad, or down most of the day, nearly every day, Losing interest in activities you once enjoyed, having low energy and feeling sluggish, having problems with sleeping too much or not enough, experiencing carbohydrates cravings, overeating and weight gain, having difficulty concentrating, feeling hopeless, worthless, or guilty, and having thoughts of not wanting to live. So suicidal or, or self-harm ideations. So those, those are pretty serious symptoms and, and people who, do, who struggle with these, and, and, and I can tell you from experience it's it's because most people most people in the right mind would say well who would ever think of hurting themselves or mm-hmm. killing themselves because some for some people that thought just doesn't make sense and, and it shouldn't but for some people when you get to be that depressed there's really no other way out there's no other hope there's no other option uh so that becomes part of the conversation as far as well maybe this is the option um, so, so definitely it can get that bad. So let's talk about treatments. If you have seasonal affective disorder, um, th- there are treatments that can help. Now, now here's the thing, and I want to make sure people understand this. You could have seasonal affective disorder, but as we mentioned, you might ha- also have other issues that you need to deal with, like major depressive disorder, where you're depressed most of the year anyway, and it gets worse in the winter. 
or again, as we mentioned, bipolar disorder. So these treatments are specifically for seasonal affective disorder. If you have something else or, or feel like you have something more in depth, that's something you need to talk to your doctor about. But Jamie mentioned it last episode because he talked about people sitting in an office with the light shining on yeah. them and, and it makes them feel better. Um, so it, it's, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm assuming there has to be specific kind of light. It can't be fluorescents are not going to help. It has to be yeah. a, a UV light, like something you get from sunlight. Uh, and, yeah. and then you get vitamin D from that. So light therapy is also called phototherapy. And how it works is you sit a few feet from a special light box so that you're exposed to bright light within the first hour of waking each day. So it's kind of like trying to get your biological clock on track so that when you wake up, that light will, will make you more active. Light therapy mimics natural outdoor light and appears to cause a change in brain chemicals likened to mood or linked to mood. I'm sorry. So yeah, definitely something as simple as light therapy could just train change those those chemicals in your mind to feel better because it's it's like it's light. There there's it's not the the doom and gloom in the middle of winter, and um, that that's that's it, and that is that and that's the tough part is that that if 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 you can get light therapy, it could be helpful. So here's the thing, and before you go out and everybody goes out and looks to purchase one, do your homework on this because some things. And again, I'm not a I'm not an expert on light therapy itself. I do know I have clients who have who have used it and it's helped them. But before you purchase any type of a light box, talk about your healthcare provider um, so you can kind of familiarize yourself with the different types and how they work and why they work because that's gonna it's gonna give more insight into your condition and how it's gonna help you. One of the biggest things, one of the biggest helps, and I know that some people will be, well, you know what I do, I do this for a living, I'm a therapist. So one of the best things you can do is, is psychotherapy. Go see a therapist, talk to somebody about this because it's, it's psychotherapy, it's simply put, it's really just talk therapy and working through some of the things that you're dealing with and how you're feeling. Um, Typically, I mean, there are a lot of terms. Cognitive behavioral therapy is the most common type of therapy there is. So here's what therapy can help you do. Learn healthy ways to cope with seasonal affective disorder, especially with when reducing avoidance behavior and scheduling meaningful activities. So Jamie even said something about this a minute ago. You said something about, well, yeah, like... Um, get out and start doing something get a hobby yeah yeah get a hobby create a podcast get, have an activity <laughs> but but that is that is a great treatment for any type of depressed depression and i often give my clients assignments i'm like okay so what's i have a couple of clients who like to paint i'm like mm. you like to paint your goal this week is to spend four hours painting before we talk again and most of the time but but here's the challenge most of the time people will say I would love to because I love doing that and it makes me feel good, but I don't have time. And, and I, my response to that is you need to make time. This, this needs to be number one before kids, partner, work, school, whatever it is you have going on. And I know that sounds kind of, kind of crazy, but no, <laughs> no, don't shut me up. But the point is, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to have anything to give to other people, including your family. Mm. So 
yes, uh, uh, think about something that you enjoy doing and make sure that is a part of your daily or weekly schedule whenever that can happen. So the other thing that that psychotherapy can do um, is help you identify and change negative thought patterns. See, here's the whole thing. Most people that come to see me, I, I know some people have tougher lives or tougher stories or have experienced tougher things than other people. But for the most part, we all experience loss of loved ones. Mm-hmm. We all experience financial stress. We all experience conflict in relationships. So for the most part, we're, we're all dealing with the same thing. So, so what makes it what makes one person able to kind of process through that and function and be happy and another person that gets stuck and, and just kind of gets into that shell of, of misery and, and, and like self-doubt and depression and sadness. The only difference between those two people is how you think about it. So if you're talking about therapy, that's what therapy helps you do. It helps you change negative thought patterns and behaviors that, that probably exacerbate your feelings of sadness or depression or seasonal affective disorder. And and I will say this, again, being a therapist, but and we go back to hypnosis because, shoot, our, our podcast is called Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. So, mm-hmm. so hypnosis is the most effective way to make permanent, lasting changes in the fastest time possible. Because simply put, we're just rewiring your subconscious thinking patterns. That's that, That's the part of your brain that just runs in the background and just tells you things automatically you don't have to try to listen to it it's just always playing that's how it happens the other thing that you can learn in psychotherapy is how to manage stress what to do when you're stressed how you know again outlets things that you can do um, you know role-playing conversation and conflict resolution techniques here's another great thing build in healthy behaviors such as increasing physical activity and improving your sleep patterns so here's other. Th- there are three major pillars. Whenever any client comes to me, I start with these three things. I don't care if they're depressed, anxious, bipolar, schizophrenic, whatever it is. Whatever, and, and the diagnosis doesn't matter. But here's the thing: if they come to me, there are three pillars I want to address. I want to address physical activity, sleep, and diet. Those three things. If if you if you just work on those three things. You will feel better. If you make changes to those three things, you are going to feel better. If you're sleeping well, if you're eating well, and if you're exercising, I guarantee you're going to feel better than you are if you're not doing any of those things. It, 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 and I can say this with confidence because I see it. I've seen it for 30 years. If, if you can get these three things nailed down, you are going to feel better. I guarantee it. So other than light therapy and psychotherapy, the other treatment option is medications. Now, here's my philosophy on this, and I've said this many times. Um, what are you people? On dope? <laughs> no, I mean, maybe, if you, can, yeah. if you consider that dope. But when I, when I talk to a client, medication is never my first option. I always say to them, medication is a tool that we can use, but it shouldn't be something that we look to resolve the issue. So medication is an option, but I would say before you do that, I would try these other things. Because again, I think medication should be a last resort, not a first resort. 
So some people with seasonal affective disorder benefit from antidepressants, um, especially if the symptoms become severe and they become, again, if they have any kind of self-harm or suicidal ideations. Um, so there are a couple specific ones that, that they tend to use for seasonal affective disorder. One is uh, Wellbutrin XL, that's the brand name. Uh, the other one is a Plenzin. So if you're suffering from seasonal affective disorder, talk to your physician and even bring these up specifically and, and, and review it with them. Cause again, those may help. Um, now there are other antidepressants. They may also work. So your healthcare provider may recommend starting the antidepressants before your symptoms start. So for example, if you feel that you typically get these symptoms, I don't know, let's say starting in October or November, probably we want to start you on a, on a medication in September so that it's already in your system. Because this, here's how antidepressants work. And again, this is not a, <laughs> I'm not giving you a physiology lesson or, or like a, a specific scientific explanation, but when you take antidepressants, it's not like you take a pill and it affects you right then. Yeah. It's, a, it's about four to six weeks for, for that dose of antidepressant, whatever you're taking daily, to get up to full levels in your bloodstream. So if you're depressed and you take an antidepressant, you're not going to feel better today or next week even, but probably in a month or six weeks, yes, it should have some sort of an effect. So if you find, again, with medications, that typically you go into the cycle in, in November, we probably want to start you at least a month before that. So if that's a thought, keep that in mind to talk to your doctor about that. Um, and also, here's the other thing with antidepressants, and, 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 I, and I see this all the time. There are so many, and everybody's physiology is different. So you may take well Wellbutrin, but it might not work for you. So we got to try something else. And, and I hate to say this, but a lot of times it's a crapshoot. We have to try it. If it doesn't work, we have to try something else. If that doesn't work, we try something else. So, so a lot of times it is testing out what's going to work with your physiology. So don't get discouraged by that, but that could be a time-consuming process. So here's the thing. When do you need to get help? And when I say get help, either see a therapist, go to your doctor. Here's the thing. I would say if you have any thoughts of self-harm, whether it be suicide, whether it be cutting, whether it be just just thoughts in your mind that, you, that there's nothing worth living for, that then definitely you need to talk to someone, either your, your primary care to start or, or call a therapist, see them. Whenever your health is at risk, and when I say health, I'm talking about physiological, psychological, mental, um, you, you're not you're not living your best life. So in order to be able to get past this or to deal with this seasonal affective disorder every year, we need to have a plan in place. And in order to do that, you have to work with other people. You can't just keep riding it out on your own because it's uh, we know that seldom works and you end up just suffering because it just gets worse. <laughs> that's that's the way it goes. Just hoping for the best. Yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, yeah. So a quick peek into Facebook. My sister says, hi. Hi, Amy. Hope you're well. Those are, those of you um, listening on audio, just as a, as a heads up, um, we do record every Monday, typically every Monday, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to join us on Facebook Live, you can come in, ask questions. Mm -hmm. 
even if you have suggestions for a show, you can pop in there, uh, pop into my Facebook page. If you want me to hear me talk about something specific that might be on your mind, we can do that. So yeah, find me on Facebook and you can do that. So really, if, if you're suffering any type of seasonal depression, any type of seasonal affective disorder, as it's called, it's important that, that, you, that you do something about it because it's not just going to get better on its own. It's not just going to go away. I mean, you could ride it out every year and think, oh, yeah, I'll be fine once April hits. But why do you want to lose four months of every year to not being able to function? That yeah. it just it, You're just missing out. So if you have any issues or have any symptoms of this and you feel like this may apply to you, definitely see your primary care physician, make an appointment with a therapist, talk about it, get through it, and we can make it better. Even if the cycles exist, if we make those cycles much less volatile, you're going to feel better. So that's the important thing to know. So I know we uh, we ended last episode with our two pups, but that's the only ones I have. So we're gonna have, <laughs> we're gonna do them again because oh, uh, we're recording so at the same time. That's the female. She's seven weeks old, mm-hmm. and this is at Last Stop Animal Rescue and Sanctuary in Carleton, Michigan. And here's the male. He's also seven weeks. Same litter. I know they look exactly like yeah, the same dog, so but, cute. but they are super cute. And uh, they need a home. There's four of them. So do you want to take two or three oh my or gosh. one? Doesn't matter. I want them all. They need a home. <laughs> I know. I. You know, it's funny you say that, Jamie, because our... Uh, it's, I, I love my dog. He's like 10. He'll be 11 in July, I think, but or somewhere. And, and mm. My wife knows his birthday. I have no yeah. idea how dog's birthday is, but April maybe. But So we, we were talking at one point, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe he's got, you know, he's in good shape right now. Maybe he's got a couple, three, four years left. And, I, and she says, oh, we'll, we'll get another dog. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I want to be able to just leave for a week and not have mm. to worry about, okay, where's the dog going? Who's watching him? Who's going to board them? You know, I, I, there, there, there are pluses and minuses to having a pet. And I love my dog and, and he, he brings me happiness. But at the same time, it'd be nice just to be able to take off whenever you want. It's a lot of responsibility. It is, it's a lot. It is a lot of responsibility. And, and I think in the end it is worth it. So, yeah. yeah. See, with a cat, you just open up that bag of cat food, lift the toilet seat there, good for a week. <laughs> yeah, give, give them a pile of a litter to crap in, and you're, a, you're all got, good. Uh, health and human pet services coming after me. I don't do that. <laughs> what in blazes are you talking about? Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. It's crazy. All right, folks, so that is seasonal affective disorder. Uh, if you have any questions, check out the show notes. Again, reach out on Facebook if you want to uh, want me to discuss anything or have an idea for something you'd like to hear me address. In the meantime, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We'll see you next time.